Hello, I'm your host, Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by Citilets and Arla Property Mart Scotland. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citilets.co.uk. Today, my guest is Adrian Sangster, Leasing Director for Aberdeen Considine and Arla Representative for North East Scotland. Now, to quote you from our recent quarterly report, in my 30 years of working in the property industry, I thought I'd seen it all. How wrong was I? So the PRS is certainly experiencing its most challenging period to date due to the global pandemic. In your view, what's been the most challenging aspects for Scottish letting agents? How long do I have, Julian? Um, <laughs> you know, the private rental sector, it's um, over the years, it's a resilient and adaptable industry. And, uh, you know, after the initial flurry of activity caused by the lockdown, i.e., you know, we had to split up the teams, you know, between home and office working, there was furloughing as well. But once we kind of got over that, I felt as though we adapted you know, fairly quickly to the the new normal. Um, of course, the you know the private and the sector at its at its core is based on relationships between people. You know, tenants, landlords, contractors, colleagues, etc. Yeah. Um, I think that's been the most challenging aspect to overcome. You know, missed interaction between the people. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we're now all experts in Zoom, and it's mm-hmm. like that. You know, nothing kind of beats, um, you know, the face-to-face contact. Um, I think from a kind of practical thing as well, um, you know, things like, you know, going out and doing, you know, inspections and properties, mm-hmm. obviously we couldn't do that. So how they kind of adapt um, to that as well? So really it's a, the physical kind of contact, I would say, right. is the most challenging aspect. So what, so what kind of aspects and procedures then um, that you kind of adopted during lockdown to enable the property market to still function. You know, is it which which procedures do you think you'll use in the future? Then that you'll still use virtual viewings, without a doubt. Um, right. You know, there's no doubt. You know, the physical viewings remain extremely important. Uh, however, I, you know, I strongly suspect that vir- virtual viewings will become almost the default filtering. Um, yeah, because obviously there's benefits of virtual viewings to both agents and tenants. Do you want to just kind of highlight what these benefits are? It means that those who have then proceeded to complete the physical physical viewing won't be wasting their time or and, and, and are generally interested, you know, because, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want people who are interested also to turn up um, you know, unaware that right next to the house is a sewage plant, for example, that, you know, that we had avoided in the film. So it needs to be a true reflection. And as I say, you know, give, you know, people a proper, um, you know, view of, you know, what the property looks like and what what it's around. So certainly um, we will be, you know, taking more, you know, videos and, as I say, being, you know, honest of what the, you know, what, what's around the, what's around the, you know, the, the property. So, uh, you know, you're not trying to hide anything yeah. from it. You need to be open and true. 
Africa previously, um, you know, you'd be taking people along, taking them to the property, and as soon as they kind of basically walked in the door, I think it's not this is name for us, yeah. and go you know, go out. So we kind of took the the view that we needed to be kind of honest, you know, mm-hmm. not to hide anything, and. Um, and and that was as I say one of the kind of the benefits that um, by you know by the virtual view and if you do that and you're honest with the virtual viewing when you then go to the next stage because we even though we're doing virtual viewings before we agree a deal we would still want a physical viewing to take yeah. place uh, but um, we were doing less of those and the people who were going um, were you know very serious about you know taking the properties and so the the percentage of actual you know, successes from physical viewings was, you know, has been a lot better this year. Yes. But, but what we have noticed is that the inquiry levels are actually, since we've come out of the, you know, the the, the, the toughest level of lockdown, it's been really, really quite kind of busy. Mm-hmm. And even though we have reduced the amount of, um you know, initial viewings, um, the inquiries that we are receiving, they, they probably are higher than they were last year. So there is still certainly a lot of kind of tenant demand for all types of kind of property, which uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll come to later. But it's, uh, um, you know, there's still a lot of um, viewings taking place. There's still a lot of demand, and uh, and then and, and I say, although we are, um, you know, providing you know videos of properties, you know, first of all before they physically go, you know, we've you know we've had you know properties, um, you know, it's one report to me is that more in Aberdeen that uh, there was four people interested and made offers in it, which. In Aberdeen, especially, uh, we haven't had that for you know a couple of years. Anyway, you know, you know, the market in Aberdeen um, has been a bit slower the last few years. But this year, as I say, we you know the we're getting you know multiple offers in for kind of one property. So um, yes. that's um, you know going to be interesting to see how long that lasts. Well, regarding stock levels, CityLet's quarterly report shows that the Scottish rent of stock levels rose by 32% in March and a further 25% in April and May, peaking early June. So where did you see your stock coming from? Was it mainly students returning to the family homes or short-term lets moving to long-term? You know, what did you experience? Yeah, we saw a mixture of... You know, initially there was a big mixture of students returning to the family home. There was also people who had sadly lost their jobs or not had their contracts renewed or decided to move away. However, we actually experienced a higher than expected levels of people coming into the area um, who were actually working in key roles, you know, specifically the NHS. Yeah. You know, that was very unexpected, but at the time kind of very kind of welcome because obviously that you know at the start of you know this we were you know supposed to not you know we're supposed to kind of cancel you know any agreements which were in place unless it was for um you know certain types of uh, employees and uh, as i said we had quite a number nhs um, you know, who had moved into the area. So, as I said, they were unexpected, but, you know, certainly very welcome to the area. Right. 
Well, did you have um, a high level of tenants requiring financial assistance? And if you did, you know, how did landlords respond to these requests? Um, you know what? There wasn't as many as we expected, to be honest. I would say about 10% of our tenants asked us to approach their landlord seeking assistance. Right. And, and it was actually hard to see that about... Genuinely, about 99% of our landlords agreed. You know, and many of these landlords, you know, had been facing their own challenges, whether yeah. it was employment or illness or whatever, but they were prepared to sacrifice something to try and help their tenant. And um, so, yeah, so that was that was good to see. And, uh, and um, yeah, and, 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 you know, both parties, I think, uh, is probably the best that they've kind of worked together and yeah. uh, how I've known it for, for years. So, yeah, it was... So you can uh, saw a, a strengthening of, um, of kind of landlord-tenant relationships. Yeah, as a, you know, as a result, I do believe it has, you know, strengthened the relationship uh, between landlords and, you know, and tenants because... Whilst you know this pandemic has been you know horrific in many ways, you know I'm a kind of glass half full man. So I do, you know, I believe it has made people of all walks of life and circumstances appreciate the the more the more simple things. So mm-hmm. whether you're a tenant or a landlord, you are still faced with the similar challenges of this pandemic you know, brought and I think most people can you know, recognize that you know, because it was things like, you know, um you know, go back to the you know you know the you know the virtual sort of inspections that you know we we did. You know, we um you know obviously one of the things we had to stop was can kind of carrying out um you know physical inspections of our properties which we did every kind of quarter. Um, but the you know we but what we did um, very early on we introduced virtual inspections and you know they were welcomed by both tenants who were happy to see that we were still in contact with them and landlords who appreciated the efforts that we were making in restraint time and to identify or to ensure any problems with their properties were identified and you know an, an actions plan so. Um, you know, we've um, you know done a bit of that as well. Good. Well, we're going back to stock levels. Um, we saw the excess stock levels talking about downward pressure on average rents in some parts of Scotland, whereas other areas experienced increases. City Let's Quarter Two report shows that Edinburgh saw its first drop in ten years, albeit it was marginal at zero point nine percent, whereas Glasgow's went up by one point four percent year in year. So, what was Aberdeen's Aberdeen Constantine's experience and, and kind of which areas did you lower rents most to confirm to fulfill tenancies? To be honest, overall we found the market to be generally strong. You know, one area where there was a bit of a challenge was the the two bed flat market in Aberdeen. So mm-hmm. there were, you know, price reviews in some of those properties, but you know, surprisingly, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a huge amount. And uh, and uh, you know, as I say, since you know the last kind of you know couple of weeks, two three weeks, you know, we've certainly you know noticed uh, that you know, interest across from the top end to the bottom end is is strong and you know stronger than I 
you know, I was anticipating, I was expecting yeah. it, you know, to be a, quite a tough, um, you know, hard going kind of market. But uh, as I said, there seems to be, um, you know, quite a lot of people, you know, kind of moving, and um, it's it's been far more healthier than I uh, than I anticipated. You know, it's but again, you you kind of almost going on a week by week basis here, uh, um, and just you just have to kind of kind of wait and see what um, comes around the corner yeah. um, next week and and deal with it. What about kind of you know, obviously Aberdeen Constance National. Um, what about other areas of Scotland? Were you aware that with them um, through Aberdeen Constance having to lower rent? Other areas, uh, with Aberdeen. We actually haven't been, you know, haven't been too bad. You know, like we were, you know, for example, we were putting on some properties in say Glasgow, um, and um, it was a, you know, a couple of decent, you know, it was a two-bedroom flat. I think they were, and they're coming on, you know, nice properties. And um, within about half a day, we had forty-five people wanting to view it. You know, so um, you know, so there was kind of kind of demand kind of there, and um, you know, Edinburgh um, as well. We have had kind of reasonable kind of demand, and but what we try and do is when we're you know putting on a property, we, we you know we you know we don't if a landlord wants to put it on a lot higher and the market that we know that is too high to, you know that you know we'll just sit there we will tell the landlord and we'll be kind of you know and and we'll and by all means if the landlord insists you know i want to put it on at that then we will agree but we'll you know say right we'll put it on for a week or a fortnight and then if i you know we'll try our best we'll get it kind of um marked as wide as possible but if we reach the fortnight and nothing's happened then you know, you know, you need to take our advice regarding, uh, you know, lower, lowering the rents, and um, and you know, most people, you know, are happy to, you know, to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, but yeah, it's um, it's um, you know, it's just it's a you know, it's a challenging, you know, you know, industry that we're in, and it's uh, the secret of it is being as adaptable as possible yeah. and recognizing when. And how quickly we need to change or change tactics. So, well, when the market reopened, uh, you know, we saw the release of pent up demand from tenants. This is mainly due to stagnation of the market as a result of lockdown restrictions. But do you think there were some other factors involved, such as you know, tenants' priorities changing in lockdown and moving to homes that offer more space or gardens, or possibly that tenants were fearing a second wave and inability to move again in the future? Yeah, well, certainly after lockdown, we, we certainly experienced a spike in inquiries, which, you know, was from a blend of people, you know, we, we had people who were separated by lockdown, who were wanting to come together and live with each other, to the opposite then, where you know, with people who had been stuck together for <laughs> such a period of time, they wanted you know, they wanted to be separated and wanted their own space. So there was a wee blend um, of circumstances there. Um, and we also experienced um, quite a bit of demand for properties like with the city, which, um, you know, indicated a change in, you know, people's priorities, tenants' priorities, as you suggest, for, you know, more space and, and, and garden areas. Right. Well, I mean, recently Aberdeen's had tougher lockdown restrictions reimposed five weeks after the property market had reopened. How has the city's rental market reacted 
Um, honestly, it's gone manic. The, the demand from tenants has continued to grow. You know, I, you know, as I said earlier, the last two, three weeks have just been really busy with an increased lets being agreed and, you know, even more landlords approaching us to let their properties. You know, I had a meeting earlier today with some of our letting Steve and, you know, they'd reported that there was landlords who had approached us a year and a half ago, a number of landlords who approached us a year and a half ago, got in contact with us this week, wanting us to, you know, try and find tenants for them. So, um, so it, it, it really hasn't had too much of an adverse effect on the, the you know, on the, you know, the Aberdeen market. Um, and, uh, but I do think it's been so busy. I think some of our team are, you know, are missing the opportunity to have a pint at the end of the day to help them relax after being yeah. so busy. But other than that, it's, uh, it's been, you know, it's been a, a busy, busy kind of few weeks and, uh, and looking at, you know, the diary over the next, um, few weeks and the, the deals that are lined up for tenants to move in. I think uh, the rest of August is is looking is looking kind of busy. So, uh, um, you know, fingers crossed, it continues. Yes. Well, let's talk about support funding. You welcomed the Scottish government's loan fund. Do you think overall many landlords applied for it? Because um, Portfolio conducted a study recently. Um, and revealed that just over 50% of surveyed landlords stated that they would not consider applying for the fund. Yeah, I must admit, despite highlighting the fund, um, and we promoted it to all our landlords, I'll be honest, I'm actually not aware of many landlords applying for it. It seemed to me, after the initial you know, high-profile announcement, it just, from my perspective anyway, just seemed to drift away without it being pushed too much. Uh, you know, I, I may be being unfair, but that's, you know, that's how it appeared, you know, to me, it, it seemed to be announced and then, you know, swept under the carpet a wee bit, eh? but, um, you know, I, 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 I could be wrong, but uh, just um, from, from my experience, that just seemed to be what it was. And, uh, you know, none of our landlords were, you know, really quite were interested in it. Right. Well, Scottish Government introduced an emergency coronavirus Scotland Act 2020 to protect tenants from eviction mainly by extending the notice to leave period to six months until 30th of September when it will be reviewed. However, I think aware yesterday there's been talk of this indication that Nicola Sturgeon is wanting to extend it to March 2021, but um, that's not been confirmed that, that, that it's been in the news. Um, what feedback have you had from landlords regarding this? And do you feel they may also be feeling worse time ahead, you know, once the government's Berlusconi means in October, and you know tenants may still face redundancies. Yeah, well, in my in our experience, generally landlords were reasonably okay when this was introduced because they appreciated the you know the unprecedented time we were in. Obviously, there was you know some who you know weren't happy. However, if the Scottish government extends this. Then I think this opinion from more landlords would certainly waver. Mm -hmm. um, there is no doubt, in my opinion, that we have been very much protected by the furloughing scheme, which I thought was an excellent intervention by the UK government. However, however, I do fear for what will happen when this ends at the end of October, as I believe, 
you know, the government are probably hoping we were, you know, on some sort of road to recovery mm. by then. But, it, you know, I know it's mid-August, but I just don't, you know, it doesn't appear as though that's going to be the case. So if we do extend, if there's the Scottish government's intention to extend um, this to into, you know, 2021, then I, I do suspect that there will be, you know, quite a few more landlords, yeah. you know, not very happy with that, but, you know, time, time will tell. Yes. Well, with more buy-to-let products currently on the market and the, you know, tighter lending for first-time buyers, rent will maybe no doubt become the tenure of, of choice during these tough economic conditions. Is that a view you share of the PRS? Yeah, yeah, and certainly in, in my experience, you know, like I look back at the financial crash of 2000 and 2008, wasn't it? And it, you know, it yeah. mirrored periods of growth for Aberdeen Constantine's leasing department. And uh, I would no doubt that that trend will continue because people, you know, will look to the flexibility provided by the private rented sector. So, um, so you know, whilst, as I say, there is uncertainty. So when there is uncertainty, people don't want to, you know, commit themselves to uh, something longer term, like, you know, buying a property. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's winners and losers and everything. And I think, you know, the private rent sector is certainly going by, you know, going historically as a winner of uncertain times. Mm -hmm. Well, moving away from the effects of the pandemic, you've been an Arla representative for four years. And as you know, Let's Talk is in association with Arla Property Marks Scotland. What made you decide to become a representative and what does the position entail? Well, I've been a long term member of Arla Property Mark. You know, I joined initially because back in the day, Aberdeen Constantine's letting department lived somewhat in the shadow of the you know our state agency legal and financial services departments. And I heard that some of our competitors had said to potential clients that oh they don't really do letting. So I thought spot it. I'm going to get the you know qualifications so I can show off Marla on my signature and also eventually enable Aberdeen Constant become kind of member agents. Um, so it, as I say, it's, it showed our competitors and potential landlord clients that we were serious about lettings. Yeah. Um, the vast majority of my team are now members, um, and I think we I think we must be close to having them, you know, amongst the most members in Scotland. Therefore, when Daryl McIntosh of Arlar contacted me to make me aware of the reps position, I said, oh, why not? So I applied, uh, was interviewed, and uh, and approved. And um, we're actually lucky in Scotland to have quite a strong Arla property mark team with Darrell, who I've mentioned, who fights the letting industries case at government level with Rory Cowan, um, providing the legal helpline for members. And we've got Brian Moran representing Scotland on the UK-wide Arla property mark board. So um, we've got, I do have a kind of strong you know, presence and uh, and I just try. You know, I'm, I say I'm lucky because you know we've got Daryl, you know, on the on the ground who, um, you know, does a lot 
and uh, and I just try and support you know him where necessary. And uh, I, I, you know I, I'm contacted by you know other agents from time to time who are either looking to join or looking for a wee bit more information. So um, you know you're just uh, you know take calls and uh, you know you know provide some practical you know guidance as and when you know as and when required. Yeah. Well, we can't have you on the podcast and not talk a bit about 2020 marking your 30-year anniversary with Aberdeen Considine. So with this year being so testing and challenging, let's end on a more positive note and hear about, tell us about some highlights of your career. You know what, I think one of the highlights I always remember is actually sending my first fax in 1991 <laughs> to a, a, a foreign client. It was, it was, that was, uh, was kind of um, an exciting thing. And also I remember, remember as well, you know, I'm trying to think when it was, maybe the late 90s when we had just one computer in the whole building that actually was connected to email. So if you wanted to send an email, you had to kind of go up to the reception area. So I remember, remember all of these things because when I, when I started, you know, I was, I was working in a team of three retired policemen who, in addition doing lettings back then we put up all the for sale boards we did all the property schedules and basically all the other jobs that no one else really wanted to do um so we kind of went from that at the same time (laughs) yeah it's just you would almost think i remember you know but you know but it's how long ago it was you know we didn't actually promote you know the properties that we had you know i was dealing with uh, three fantastic old retired um policemen mm-hmm. uh, two of whom are sadly no longer with us but i remember um on my first day um there was a call received from somebody and um because we didn't promote the properties back then he didn't like the sound of the person so he just said no we don't have any properties available and um which which is which you kind of think now you think oh my word you know but that's basically what they they're based on how, how, how if they like the sound of the people so so we've gone from that um, to help yeah, yeah, we've gone from that to help building, you know, the Aberdeen Constein leasing department to what it is today, you know, but act for, you know, you know, over two thousand landlords throughout Scotland. We're now a big part of the overall, you know, company, uh, with a fantastic team who have I've got to say have surpassed themselves mm-hmm. with the challenges they've faced in the last few months. So kind of they and what we've built and from where from where we started, I think is you know is is my proudest achievement. Thirty years. So did you um did you start when you were eight years old, Adrian? You know, I try and tell people yes, but um, they kind of just give me that sort of kind of knowing look and think, yeah, in your in your dreams, sir, in your dreams. So. Uh, but you know, what? I I don't know where it's gone. I just literally don't know, and especially in the last ten years, I just don't know where it's. Um, where it's gone and uh, and but one thing you know about it is it's you know you've to be adaptable and I think that's mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not one to kind of speak about you know what I think my strengths are and all this sort of stuff and that, that's just kind of goes against my nature but I think yeah. adaptability I think is probably you know my best one because uh, you know, just because you've done something a certain way for a period of time, 
you know, you need to be able to step back and look and think, you know what, no, that way isn't, doesn't work anymore. You need to be able to change. So I think when I reach the stage of, you know, not being able to change and not being adaptable, I think that will be the time when I probably have to look at, yeah. you know, hanging up, hanging up my boots. Yeah, well, particularly with this industry, especially in the, you know, the past few years, there's been so much change that really forced everyone to be more adaptable, hasn't it? Yeah, I can't remember, right? You know, I remember when, you know, when I first worked in lettings, the shorter shoe tenancy was just about two years old. You know, it had just been brought in. Um, we didn't do path tests. Um, I think furnishing, the, the Furnishing Act, you know, I think it's just been in, in, introduced. So there was no, you know, path tests. There was no, you know, requirement for landlord gas safeties and yeah, things like that. So, you know, so, you know, you, you kind of, I can't remember when you, you know, when you moved a tenant in, you know, you would meet them at the property, you would hand over the keys, there'd be an inventory, which probably half a half a page of stuff, <laughs> and um, and they say, off you go, good luck. And uh, so we've kind of gone from, um, from that to um, being one of the, I think, most kind of regulated, um, you know, parts of the housing, you know, industry. Yeah. Uh, and, and a relatively short, you know, a relatively short time. So I'm kind of hoping now, you know, that we are about to enter. Okay, once we get through our current, you know, issues um, with the pandemic, I'm hoping we're about to enter a period where we can just take, you know, a wee bit of a breath and just kind of just get on with the day-to-day -day business. Um, but that might be a, you know, forlorn, forlorn hope. Yeah, I know, people long distance. Well, listen, thank you very much for, for coming on. It's obviously been the first podcast over Zoom. Um, but it's been lovely talking to you and it's been great catching up with you. Thank you, Adrian. And you too, Gillian. Thank you very much. I'm Gillian Sandler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk.